All right, folks, we've been uh, welcome to Down the Alley. We've been talking about how you view yourself on Zoom. Do you view yourself via mirror or how Katie calls it? Do you view yourself via gremlin? Um, I, I I wish we got that whole conversation recorded because you'd probably think we're on a different planet. But uh, welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Sparides. And Katie. Uh, Katie, other other than, uh, you're confused on how your camera should be via zoom. How are you doing this evening? Me? Good. Well, I was looking at myself in the camera and my sweatshirt was backwards, but your sweatshirts were the correct way. So now I flipped the view of my camera and now I feel like I look I'm opposite. And it's really just, it's just really weird to look I think at you've, yourself. you've thrown off the whole pregame of this podcast. I'm sorry, usually. but they have said, I have heard that, that if you, if like when they were talking about like cloning people, they said that we wouldn't recognize ourselves meeting ourselves face to face because we've only ever seen ourselves looking in a mirror. So we so went that's from some like sci-fi, sci-fi-ness, sci-fi shit. We went from what our zoom camera said to cloning. So Katie apparently has had a week on the, uh, the deep depths of the internet. Katie, welcome back. Well, to just, everybody knows that. Welcome back to earth. Ted, how are you doing this week? Uh, hanging in there. Um, dealing with some illness going through, um, our household, uh, strep throat to be exact. Uh, I don't think I have strep throat. My daughter had it. Um, and I got something, uh, I don't, it's not as bad as what I assume strep throat would be. I haven't had it in a while. Um, but not a hundred percent, but good enough to, um, to make, uh, to make time for the pod. Um, you know, I put out a little poll today earlier today, and I said, will Ted, who is questionable with a non COVID related illness, make it on, uh, tonight's pod. 33% said, no, he's an offensive guy. 67% yes, he's a gritty podcaster. So the people, the people have your back. Uh, and, and, and the people knew you would make it on tonight, um, through the elements as they, as, as the people say in pro sports questionable with a non COVID related illness. So, um, glad you could make it glad you're on. I'm excited. Um, week one, of our eight week, uh, what what would you call this segment? Eight week segment? Sure, yeah, eight week segment series, eight, series segment series. Um, segment one of a eight segment series. I don't know. I don't know how uh, what you would call that, but we're doing a deep dive into section one, girls and boys. Uh, we put our research hats on. We we reached out to the scouts in the area. We used our resources. Uh, Mrs. Pmac's source chimed in, um, sent us uh, multiple, multiple documents. Uh, we didn't even have to ask the source. The source said, hey, Ted, put you guys in a tough spot. Um, you know, Ted came with all this research on the boys' side, and, and he's calling you out, making you look bad. The source has our back. The source, you know, knew knew there was work to be done just didn't know it was, it, it was needed this quick the source answered the source sent documents the source did deep dives section one um excited to 
uh, dive deep into the, on, on the girls' side uh, with the sources information, with the scouts information that we talked to. Um, I know Katie was reaching out to coaches, uh, uh, the coach that we really wanted um, and that we thought we were going to have, unfortunately, a multi-sport coach, multi-sport coach. So uh, they're dedicated to uh, the athletics in their area all year round. So unfortunately, we didn't get a girls coach, but we've got a new boys coach coming on in a little bit. Excited to dive into the girls first. Um, anything we want to talk about? Do we do we want to do any rants or do we just want to dive right in the girls section one? Dive right in. Let's dive right in. Girls section one. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it over to Katie. How our first segment of of of, of our first section. How 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 do we want to run with this, Katie? What do you, what do you, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? How do you how do you want to start it? I was going to ask you guys, like, where where should we begin? Should we begin with kind of the the lay of the land? Or should we begin with the statement from the said guest? Should we give the lay of the land and then the guest gives their little blurb? Okay, what? not to just throw a curveball, but I believe our coach just entered the weight room. I thought they were coming in later. Do we want to go boys? Oh. Oh, and end with girls, not to just I'm just I, I'm throwing the people off here. I uh, I sent him the link to say 830, but. Um, OK, this I is what we do. This is what we do in down the alley. We 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 take curveballs as they come. We 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 there's no rules and there's no real plan. Um, we've got a coach in the waiting room. I'm going to let them in. Uh, Ted, I think, you know, maybe a little bit more about this person. Do you want to do the introduction? Um, yeah, hold on one second. I'll text him just to make sure he isn't just getting set up and then okay. we, um, okay. Okay. We're, we're, we're on hold. I don't have any music to play, you know, like we're in the elevator. Da, na, 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 na. No, okay. No singing. Um, Okay, while we wait, while we confirm, I've got one topic I, I I wrote down that I wanted to bring up at some point. Cowbells. Cowbells. How did cowbells at sporting events, youth sports, high school sports, how did they get canceled? How did they get such a bad rap? I remember growing up, junior hockey games, going to see my uncles play, you know, a big fight, a big goal. Cowbells are a ringing. I, I feel like at youth sports, high school sports, you you start ringing a cowbell, like you're insulting everybody and everybody's pissed off. Where did that start? How did that start? Where did that happen? I mean, I don't remember a time where I had a cowbell at a at a, a function that was allowed. Why aren't they allowed? I don't know. Why are posters not allowed? Like you can't write things on posters. Since when aren't they allowed? They got canceled too? I'm pretty sure when I was in high school, they were like, you can't, like, we literally couldn't have anything. Like, everything would get taken away. That's absurd. Is that still the case? Like, is just everything, get, does every prop get taken away? I don't think, I think posters are in play still. They're good. As They're far good as I know. know, obviously, like, if you put something I don't bad know, on like, poster, yeah, noisemakers. Okay, so noisemakers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why so with cowbells. So maybe they just can't hear the announcer. Like, are you talking at, at like high school games? Like a high school lacrosse game. Like a goal goes off and and, yeah. and that one mom's ringing the cowbell. Why is that insulting? Why is that? Why has that been canceled? Um, I I 
my guess is with anything like we've all been through high school is that it's just you just go to like the least common denominator of like the rule. I don't, I don't know if it's the least common denominator is the right terminology of like the, it's like we sit in a room and go, what are all the possible worst case scenario things that could happen with a cowbell? And like someone will come up with like a, a crazy thing that could happen. And six teachers and administrators will go, Oh, I know exactly who would do that. And they come to, game so we're just gonna outlaw cowbells i i just or like the it, one time it was thrown on the field and like yeah, someone yeah, tripped and then they're like you can't have those anymore it's probably just like anything with the rules of like the rules were put in place because somebody did the one stupid thing and then they just had to ruin it for everybody kind of thing um, I, gu- I guess I, yeah i, I guess i'm wondering what that one thing was because yeah, you, i don't you know. bring up cowbells to scott blado scott blado hates cowbells if somebody brings a cowbell to a high school lacrosse game and starts ringing it after after a he goal he start he start like he's he's like cringing and he's losing his mind why is there a cowbell in this stadium it, this is like a stretch too because i feel like if you go to a sporting event yeah you have to anticipate like noise and cheering and like right. antics right like that should be that should be part of like the, the the kind of the prerequisite when you like look at like what is potentially going to happen during this next two hours. Like there might be yeah. a fight in the stands, there might be a fight in the parking lot, and there I might be some fight. loud people cheering. My, my, yeah, might might be. I mean, not even fights, but just like I, you, I, I'm exaggerating. You no, know, you, know, you know, I know, but I mean, you're just like you think about like okay, like what am I getting into when I go to a sporting event, and whether that's high school or college or pro there's like a list of things that you could say, like I anticipate this happening and like the noise and commotion would be one of those things. Sure. sure. And so therefore it's like, I could see them banning noise making instruments because it's, it's, um, I don't know, like distracting or annoying to people that want to be there that don't want those. But then I'm kind of like, if you want a peace and quiet, like watch the stream. If you want to sit in your comfy chair and not be part of the riffraff and the antics of an sporting event. Yeah. And then there is a way to do that. So like, I, I agree with you. It's weird that they're take. I didn't know if they were outlawed um, or they aren't allowed or they were canceled or whatever, but I, th- yeah. As far as I know, like, I, I don't know how it came up. I don't I, like, think anything's allowed at high school games. Like, I don't think anything goes. Like, think everything can, is just not allowed. At, what do you What do you mean sport. by that? Like, you can bring a poster as long as it's not saying something stupid. Like, right, but the, everything's stupid that high schoolers make. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Everything is like. I've seen mean. posters. I've seen posters. There's for posters sure. at like high school hockey like games. And there's. I, I didn't know that like noise making instruments were outlawed when we in the section final last year, Northfield had a lot of noise making bells and whistles. Good. Good. And, yeah. I mean, and that was their, that was their way to hopefully bring some sort of home field to an away game. Right. To try I'm to here for it. it. And so, yeah, respect. Right. Um, yeah. I'm here I for do, it. I do want to kick off girls. So Adam will be coming on um, at eight 30. He was oh. just kind of logging in to make sure that um you know everything was working and he's ready to go but cool um, he's he's set for 8 30 i i think i'll kick this off 
with the girl side here on, I know how do we want to get started? Uh, section one girls. I think I'm going to go through the section playoff seeds. Of so last year, of, like last of, year of 2022. Okay. So Lakeville South was the number one wagon. Yep. Farmington was two. Solid North, squad. Northfield was three. Um, Let's see. Mankato was. Uh, no, sorry. Um, I'm I'm seeing North at three. Am I seeing that wrong? Uh, oh, no, right. Yep. No, Lakeville North at three. Sorry. Rochester Century at four. I read Northfield score instead of seed. My got bad. it. Got it. Um, we have Owatonna at five. We have Mankato at six. Northfield at seven. We have New Prague at eight. Rochester Mayo at nine. And Rochester John Marshall at 10. So that those are our seeds. Um, Lakeville South was the winner of the section. Obviously, they end up winning state. I think big thing for me that jumps out to kind of kick up the page, Lakeville South won their first section game 20 to zip, their second section game 21 to zip, and the section final 19 to three. So um, obviously there was a big time team in that section. The other games, I don't, I don't want to call them competitive, but a little closer margin than, um, than the Lakeville South games. But overall um, it kind of seemed like a, like a, you know, one horse race. Um, But, that's kind of where I'll leave it as you guys can maybe start deep diving into any section notes. We talk about Lakeville South on the, on the intro podcast of, Hey, they look good again, even though they're the state champs, even though they lost some people, it's a reload, not a rebuild. I guess for me before Katie might, you know, bring up the scouting reports and and statements, um, you know, this section as a whole, um, yeah, Lakeville South ran away with it last year. Um, you know, but I don't I don't think that's always the case. You know, Farmington's been in the mix. Lakeville North has been in the mix. I think Northfield as a city, you know, on the boys side, um, you know, a, a, a growing city, growing area, um, you know, hopefully will continue to develop and 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 start to be in the mix, start to be competitive. Um, you know, you've seen Farmington at state before. I believe North has made it. Mm, they could have. They very I, well could have. I believe they've. I. I, I would. I. If I was a betting man, without confirming, they were pretty good when I was coaching at Jefferson. Yeah, I think they. Again, they've been in the mix. So, um, you know, as a whole, um, you know, this section has been competitive. There's been some parity. Uh, there's some teams that are developing. Um, you know, right now, yeah, Lakeville South's a wagon. Um, you know, sometimes that just happens. Um, but uh, but. You know, let's shoot it over to Katie. What 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 do we got? What's the what 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 are the sources saying? What what's the scouting report saying? Um, what yeah. what are we hearing? Let's start with sort of the the breakdown. The source needs to get on some like payroll because <laughs> the source the source has a lot of time on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but I am appreciative. So yeah, we need a sponsor for the source. We need a sponsor <laughs> so the source can get paid. Um, 2023 projected 
Lake Vassal is going to stay at number one, right? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the document here. Lake Vassal is going to stay at one. But okay. That's, that's Whatever. We'll, I think we'll end with like, well, let's end with Lakeville South and yeah, kind of give I, them. I don't even care they, about South. But like they, I can give them the cred, and that's what we we're hoping to have on the podcast was their new coach. Yeah, yeah. Who has been on the the staff? I think he said eleven years. Wow. So like. Wow. And Name coaches other sports too. At, at and, uh, and good luck to them. He is one of the girls hockey coaches. Yeah. I assume it's girls actually. Well, yeah, it has to be because boys aren't in sections yet. And they have a section game tonight. And I'm like, oh, great. Cool. Just, yeah, coaching his ass off. Um, So good luck to them in their section game. I think it's the first round of sections right now. Um, So, but let's save them. So then two, three, and four. Okay, this two, just me outside looking in from the boys' side. Two's a, a curveball. Like, yeah? And Farmington, I agree with that, is at number two. So no, Wait, wait, am I looking at it wrong? Am I looking at it wrong? Pre- 2023, preseason, see, I'm, I'm seeing Farmington two. at four. Are we looking- oh, that's the 2022 projected. Right, 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 right. But yeah, so yeah. we can go to Farmington then. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm seeing it now. You're seeing it now? Four. Yep. Four is so, Farmington. And the reasoning. So yeah, let's go bottom to top then. Let's go bottom to top. Okay. So yeah. Okay. The number two is a surprise for everybody. That's fine. Okay. Farmington's yeah. at four. Yep. Two is going to be a surprise for everybody. Yeah. Watch out. Because I'm um, flabbergasted. I trust the source. A lot of little haters will say they're dissing Farmtown. Gotta love a good Farmtown sort of like reference in there. Um. I think they lost some top people, but I agree with the source that there's a really strong core for some returners. Um, 11 seniors were lost. That's tough. That's you know, tough. just from like, just a sheer numbers perspective, that's and how many goalie. players are on the girls field. So like yeah. they, if they all were seen, if they all started, that's their whole starting lineup. Yeah. Um, but they've got a couple 2023s and a couple even younger 25s and 26s. It seems like that's where the next core is. It really does. They've got the Catalytic twins that put up some points okay. and then 225, 325, three, yeah, Wickland, Meyer, and Sainsbury that all had points last year. And then a 2026, Jada Steffes. That's, I mean, that's young. That's young. young. Very. And I think then if they had points, that means they were on varsity. We don't really, you know, you don't know if I'm assuming they were putting up points on a varsity roster, obviously. Right, right, right. right. Um, so they were two in the section last year. And yeah, I, I kind of agree that losing that many people, many seniors, when that's, if they all started, that's, that's going to take a toll, but they're not out of the game, right? There's still, how many teams were there? Eight, 10? In the section? Yeah. Ted, you're muted. I think 10 or move. Yeah. So like, these are just, that's, that's, you're not going far. Um, yeah, they're still going to be in the mix. So I you, think they are in the mix. Use it, uh, losing, sorry, you know, a cousin of mine, you know, that's yeah, tough. I you know, know you losing somebody who's related to, you know, PMAX tough. Like how, yeah. how do you replace that? Um, no, all jokes aside, 
um, lost a lot of points, almost 150 points, uh, just from your top three scores. And then your starting goalie who had almost 50% save percentage. That's that, yeah, that's, tough. Um, that's tough. I will say that that was one of the funniest moments of our season at prior league. We played them at, why'd we play them at Dan patch? Something there must've been a track meet or there. We played them at twin Oaks, both boys and girls played at twin Oaks. Oh there yeah, there's track. there's track. Dan Patch. Yeah, there's track. And there was something with the refs. And so they called over a captain and and Sam was called over, Sam Moley. Yeah. And she did score a lot of points. And I just will never forget like the girls. I don't remember what captain for prior league got pulled over. Yeah. But I think it, it's a it was a good <clears throat> ref. His name's Kip, and we really like him. And like I don't even know what, like it was one of those moments on the field where there's just sheer confusion everywhere and the girls are just kind of like like i think it was a bad bounce and then it got re you know let's talk about it and i just remember sam's face being like i have no idea what's going on right now <laughs> and all the girls were just like yeah like are we good are we good and it just was this whole thing but it was a, it was a funny moment beautiful day we all played each other um but anyways so yeah losing a lot but even a goal a goalkeeper but i think being four i think they let's maybe hope they they inch their way a little higher than that um and, you know uh off the you know player roster you've got a, a staff that's been there for a long time yeah they have been and you know looking at you know some of these teams as we talk um i i don't think any you know off the off the hop here but just in general you know we that's one of the topics of discussion is you know a lot of turnover in staffs Farmington's been yeah. a stable staff. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a plus, you know, you're going to yeah. be able to keep your culture, keep your development and, and, and keep her rolling. So yeah, I think Farmington's sure. still in the mix for sure. Um, just on paper, you know, when you're looking at the loss, that's, yeah. that's, that's tough. No, no matter how you look at it, who's number uh, three, moving into number three, Lakeville North talk about a new staff. I'm pretty sure their head. Well, I know their head coach is new. I'm not sure about the rest of the staff. Okay. Um, only do we, loss do we know the seniors. new who do we do we know the new coach? Yeah, it will be a sibling of someone on the Prior Lake staff, Becky Gensler. And I believe she oh, was nice. at Farmington. Okay. I think she was at Farmington last year. That's Brooke's sister? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Sweet. She could have been at Farmington last year. So now she's taken on head coach. I believe she went there. Taking over the rival school. Okay, so she's an alum. Yeah, I think love they love alum there. hires. I, I'm a big advocate of alum hires. I love alum Yeah, hires. I think they went there. That's cool. Um only lost a few seniors, it looks like. So it looks like they have a strong 24 and a 25 class. Nice. Um yeah, they're returning some points, returning a goalkeeper. That's huge. Yep interrupt real quick um Hit me. looking at like just at lax of it looks like lakeville north made it to state in 18 and 19 back to back oh, okay so you it, it so we're, going back to my point it's it's a it's a section of parity you know the it hasn't been south for the last 10 years north had a run farmington's had their moments yeah and it south looks like turn. in 19 they were in the third place game um, and that's I what I thought. I thought North had had their had their runs. That's cool. Um, they won their third place game in nineteen, so third in state, and then um, in twenty eighteen. Just giving credit where credit is due here. I know. Yeah. It was, um, it looks like in eighteen. Um, it just they lost the third place game to Blake, so they're fourth. 
So, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty eighteen. I remember that now. Great years um there, and then South kind of took over. Yeah. There with their um kind of classes in the last couple of years, but anyway, the, the source did make a mention of like they're gonna have returners if South doesn't poach any. I don't know if that's I don't know if that happens. It, it does happen. Um, okay. I know um a lot of the guys at Farmington um have said that there are Lakeville North players that have gone over to South in the recent years. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Some of the better players, I guess I don't know for sure. Right. Uh, Right. There was at least one and maybe two specifically. They're like, yeah, they should be Lakeville North, but they, they go. I see. So that's the thing. I guess that's that's a thing that maybe those 24s and 25s, even the 26s now, maybe it's something they're starting to think about. Um, But Hmm. the, yeah, losing a couple players, but yeah, returning, a goalkeeper with a great save percentage. Um, notable 24s, I guess. Let's throw out some names. Izzy Bullman, Kayla Ross, Leah ha- Haas. Haas, yeah. Um, Brooke Wagenbach. So those That's are 20, 24s and 25s. And a 2023 here, Alex Ward. D2 commit. Um, so, you know, a 23, getting up there, 24s. That's, that's you know, returners, that's, um experience that's age i like all that kind of stuff to kind of not saying the young ones aren't capable but i personally think that it takes it takes some of that maturity to to really lead the team um but but yeah so i think that's good i think that's good for lakeville north at 3 yeah i think i think north is going to be in the mix here now this is the source. I'm trusting the source. The source has done their homework. But for me, outside looking in, is this is this preseason two seed a curveball? Is this coming oh, yeah. out of left oh, yeah. field? Oh like, yeah. Like is this is this is this the, the PMAC Buffalo me... pick? Is this the yeah. PMAC Buffalo pick of 2022? Yeah, a, a Cinderella story, as you would say. I, okay. So I haven't I haven't seen this document. I know you just sent it over, but I haven't looked at it. I'm gonna guess. Okay, you me. guess. What's the guess? I'm guessing Rochester Century. Wow. You must know something. Um, what do you know that we that I don't know? I don't know anything, but I just was looking at the bracket and they were the four seed last year. And you know, I say, oh, they lost 21 zip to Lakeville South, but who didn't lose 21 zip to Lakeville South? Right. And so, but you know, they won their quarter. They were the four seed. And I was like, okay, they might, I mean, unless they were all seniors, they, they would have to have some people come back. So that was my guess. I'm, I'm all glad. right. Katie, so over take, to you. Hot take in red, bold, hot take Rochester century at number two. So Ted, you're right. You can read minds. Ted can read minds. Yeah. You heard it here first. They lost 10 seniors. But they are returning. However, however, folks, however, top three point earners are returning 23, a 25 and a 24 Sophie. and a goalkeeper. Sophie. Okay. Okay. I've got two. I've got to, sorry to just cut you off. I got to jump on this. Sophie Langsdale, 71 points. Number 71 Wore that in college. Seven, one 17. Good number. I've got, I don't know this Langsdale. 
I'm getting I'm getting triggers here. She must be good. And their goalkeeper at 23, 59 percent, folks, folks. She's pushing 60 percent in the girls game. They shoot from two feet away. They shoot from two feet away. Yeah. Who's this so, Al- Abigail Connors gal? Yeah, she's like, wow, you might as well call training her. her. Yeah, she's not afraid of the ball, as we would say. <laughs> no, um, she's here, not. Here's why. The source. Hit me. Preseason ranking them ses- second because we slept on them last year. Their losses last year. Park, which Park was kind of a wagon last year. The girls Park, Park Cottage Grove. I think they're Park Cottage Grove. They were good. Seven to three. Farmington, nine to six only. Owatonna, eight to seven. Lakeville South, 21 to zero, but you're right. But then they beat Owatonna, 10 to nine. And, and seven to two? So they yeah. like played them a multiple times, but then like oh, the avenged big, the loss. The big nine plays each other home and home. So Got they it. play each other their conference and then they also are in the same section so they played a third okay sure sure so i think we i think we slept on them and i think they're rightfully in that spot rightfully in that spot i mean park's a good team obviously lakeville south went on to win farmington's a good team i don't really know much about owatana but like that's a really like schedule for like or score for score record to record that earns us that earns a top a a top spot, top two. I think the key for century is, is getting the two or the three um, and not seeing Lakeville South in a semi and, and maybe yeah. getting them in a, I, I think it's a tall task to say they're going to be able to beat South if, if they make it that far. I don't know. I think they're just so strong, but you know, being able to find a way to get in that two or three seed and then you maybe can, maybe can get the upset um, or, you know, if you're the two, it'd be, you know, you wouldn't be an upset, but get yourself into a section final. I think that would be very realistic for them. I think that's a good point. Um, I was just going to pull up the, uh, before we went to Lakeville South, we can give, I was just going to pull up the, the conference to just kind of once over um the other teams a lot because I want to see sections. I want to see the um Oatana. Now I'm curious about Oatana because they played them so much. Oatana was the eight seed. They lost the century seven to two in the sections. Um okay and Mankato. I was wondering who I you said them all and I just didn't remember them. New North Prague's in the mix. Got it. Yeah, so I think that's a rightful a rightful place with those close games. I think, like the source said, lost a lot, but did they really lose anything? I don't think so. I don't think so, and I think they're going to come out strong, and I think you're right, Ted, as long as they don't play Lakeville South first and maybe have a competitive game against Farmington, that would be super fun. Um, so on to, further- Yeah, on to the number one seed. Lakeville South, number one in section one, number one in the 2022 state uh, tournament. 
Um, obviously going to be one in the section and no change there. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, turning on do not disturb. Um, I, so I will be honest before I kind of like dove into all of this, I was like, the, the playing field's going to be leveled and, and last year and we lost so many people and all the games are going to be so much closer. And just looking at all of this, I obviously am impartial to Parlake, Lake, but I still think Lakeville South is going to be just as strong as they were last year. Um, it's going to take them, it's going to take a lot to knock them out of obviously their section. I think, I think that's fair to say, not saying it can't be done, but I think there's just a lot more depth there than I thought there were was. Um, so it's kind of like one and then the rest of the conference, sorry, sec, what are we doing? Section is kind of really close and can kind of just knock each other out. Um, so I think that in section one specifically is going to be, is going to be the take Lakeville South, obviously losing Miss goalie first team, all state Lindsay Werfs. Um, quite honestly, in my opinion, the best goalie, like the female goalie I have ever seen in the state of Minnesota and like nothing on knocking on all these other goalies, but there's just something about the way she plays that in the 2022, nope, 2021 state that just she, 2022. Was, she two years ago when prior Lake won, when they lost. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about last year. That yep, she, was, she was just like, it's just it, like outstanding to watch. Yeah, um, and obviously last year too, but don't get me wrong. I've only seen a little bit of, of her play, but from what I've seen, not only like all the skills there, but it's, it's the presence. Yeah. That's what I, I think it is for me that like, she just kind of commands the field. And I just really like, it, she's just fun to watch. Like she's fun to watch play. And so it was rightfully deserved that. Um, it sounds like, um, like as we talked about on the last podcast, but the up, the, the new goalie, the one, you know, replace a big shoes to fill. Yeah also very good yeah so yeah it's not like like yes you lose a player of that caliber but it doesn't seem like lakeville like lakeville south lost a lot of really good players but they also have 10 really good players just replacing those really good players like it's just a reload for them for sure and and, and coach actually like mentioned that that like our goalie like we're really lucky katie bell I always want to say bail. It's kind of, it's kind of written bail, but it is bell. Um, where did he write that? That like, she would be, you know, a starting varsity at really any other program. Oh yeah. Would be starter on almost any team in the state, but she was backing up the, you know, the, the best goalie in the state um, for the year. So it's like, that's, it's so crazy. Obviously then they lost also, First team all state Brielle Fannin with 117 points, and second team all state Lauren Sheets 75 points. Both of them are on, you know, um, Lindsay I believe is now at San Diego State playing. 
um, D1, and then the other two are at D2, like on with exciting careers in, in the college game. Um, but the thing is, and I think this is where it gets interesting, um, is, and there's one player in particular, and I don't want to mess this up. Um, and I think it is Emily Mose. So 53 points, only 11 games. She is committed to D1, in, to D, a D1 school, I believe in California. Preview to the preview. Um, the source says she is our preseason number one player in Minnesota girls lacrosse. She didn't get a 2022 season. She tore her ACL the summer of 2021. And so she didn't play half of last season, right? Did I get that? Tear it summer of 2021. So she was out half of the 2022 season, I believe. And she's still a standout. And they mentioned that um, she played even like as an in her eighth grade year too. So it's just like huge stats. Um, exciting that like she finally gets like a full real season as a senior here. Um, I mean, it's just like they are kind of crazy, crazy stats. 2019, 53 goals, eight assists. 2021. 76 goals, 25 assists. 2022, 43 goals and 15 assists in only 11 games. So I think she's going to be really, like, obviously exciting to watch. I think she's someone to watch out for. Um, even in the game she did play, talk about presence on the field. She can she can overtake the game. Um, also returning a couple second team All-State, Gabby Bowman. She's a senior. Um, 2024, Tori Cheetah. 2024, Katie Grubbs. We mentioned um, Tori and Katie from what we saw in Chillax last podcast. Um, 24, Savannah O'Brien. 24, Christina Swartz. So depth. See what I mean? That I'm like, here's now a chance for these girls who were behind amazing athletes putting up crazy points. But when they got the opportunity, they also put up the points and now they're not even seniors there. You know, there's a couple of 2024s that are just as notable as 2023s. And I think that's, like I said, I was kind of like, once I, once I was digging into it, that it was like, Holy crap, Holy crap. Ola. Like, I was, I was mistaken and my, you know, I was aloof because they have the depth to kind of continue on what they did. Hate to admit it as, you know, prior like bias people, but, um, like full South, a wagon, they return it all, not all, but they return, they return too much. It's, it's, it's. I don't even know. How would you describe it, Katie? Well, I mean, it sucks for us because we'll have to play them. <laughs> they, I believe, are our last game of the season on purpose. Put it down. Uh, Put it down on the calendar. That's going to be a it's great. It's literally the last, the last game. So I will kind of, um, I will sort of not trying to gloss over, but Coach Joel sent over some words because he couldn't be with us tonight. Yeah, let's, um, uh, like, let's do that. 
like I said, he's, you know, kind of wrapping up and giving the credit as much as I hate giving the credit and like not being biased to Prior Lake, like this team really does like they're the real deal. I think Um, he's back for his 11th year at South first year as head coach. Um, he's coached a lot of these girls since they were third graders. So like, talk about a guy who's like growing the game, kind of like boots on the ground somewhere in Lakeville doing this for however many years, 15 years now or whatever. Um, so he knows them all well. And he, something that just stuck out, I mean, right away in the first paragraph, it's like all the parents and players keep talking about how excited they are to be back playing together. We are a family, so it'll be a great way to get the season started. And I think taking that momentum from last season and also just feeling so tight knit, that's, that's something that talent can't, can't help you with. Um, He mentioned graduating Miss Goalie, Lindsay Wirfs, Brielle, a Miss Lacrosse finalist and other key players. And also went on to say like, a lot of them have been like, a, we have a lot of talented players coming in the back end and they've all been playing year on lacrosse and, and ready to go. Um, when the season starts, winning state was an incredible experience. He said, taking second place in 2021 left them with the theme of unfinished business. He said, um, all season as coaches, they pushed them to elevate their game and finish it. It was so satisfying to see the girls achieve that goal. It was also great um, to send off their other coach with, um, you know, new endeavors and kind of that last hurrah. Um, and like he, he went on to mention some of the notable names, Cheetah, Emily Mose, Grubbs, O'Brien, and kind of their commitments. And they can they play at an extremely high level and we've already, we've already kind of mentioned that and have seen it firsthand. Um, and also said Katie Bell and in, in goal would have probably been a starter. And so I think it's really exciting for her, like to kind of get her, like for these girls to kind of get their chance. Like I said, it's, they were behind such huge talent that now they, they are huge talent. So now they're going to get their chance. And I think that's really exciting. And I think they're like chomping at the bit. Um, I mean, gosh, like two times state um, showings, one t- second place and a first place. Like they clearly know how to win and they clearly know how to play and they clearly know the pressure. And I think, like I said, all of those things are just like the unteachables. Um, looking at their schedule, they've got Chan, they've got BSM, they've got Stillwater, obviously our prior Lake and Rosemount. Um, so they have great competition. Lakeville North, he noticed, uh, their new coach. Um, I'm sure that's always a really fun border battle. He said Farmington has great players returning. So there's definitely competition there. Um, like he said, competition for us coming in section one, we have Oatana and Northfield on our schedule as well. Um, and he said they'll be able to play, you know, all those section one, one teams during the regular season. And he's just really looking forward to it, excited to defend the state, the state title and, and now deep diving, like I'm excited for him too. Like, you know, there really are a team to beat. And I think it's, it would be remiss of us to, to sort of underestimate them I think as much as we're like oh they lost all these people I think it would be really really like we would get blindsided if we didn't think that they weren't as strong as they were last year because I think sometimes 
when the talent is around a little longer, like they might even come out a little stronger because of their experience last year and and they know what it takes now and they know it's falling on their shoulders and um you know a clearly a family atmosphere the coach knows them they know the coach um quite honestly in all my like experience it seems like the girls absolutely love Joel coach Joel um I really like working with him he responds my emails so you know they're always really welcoming when when Prior Lake is at at their home at their home field um, you know, even at tournaments and stuff, um, he's kind of just, he's kind of a cool dude. So, um, good luck to them. I think that's a good wrap up right there. Obviously we're really excited to see where Lakeville South is going to go this year, myself included. I'm not excited for the game, but I'm glad we have all season to get ready for it. Um, it's safe to say that it's consensus Lakeville South is down the alleys pick for section one girls. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And I think <laughs> two through eight is kind of whatever it is. Two through four is. Well, I mean the rest of them too, that we didn't. We'll, we'll, we'll some, so what we're going to do after this episode, <clears throat> we're going to submit our full picks um, to JP and he will uh, make a little doc. He'll, we'll share it on social media of our official picks but yes i would i would say it's it's safe to assume lakeville south wagon returning wagon going to be a problem this year for a lot of teams they're gonna be fun to watch yeah and perfect timing here adam gibson just signed in so um we'll we'll let him get on on camera for the boys side here um but i'll wait till he's he's ready before i give the intro but um yeah good good job good recap of the girls um it was you know there's some exciting potential other teams to challenge Lakeville South and I think um you know it was a it was a good rundown of a lot of the talent that's in section one on the girls side and before you give this guy an intro hey you uh you definitely just set that lacrosse right to the right of your chair just for this interview to show and above your chair see another one just to set the tone for youtube yeah Yeah. without further ado (laughs) um we got coach adam gibson from rochester mayo uh also one of the titan lacrosse coaches i i've been able to get to know him a little bit over the fall here um but uh adam what what year is this for you yeah so um sound good so far i think it should be all right perfect looks like you have a pro setup i'm gonna have to talk to you about what 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 i should have going on yeah i i might stream on twitch um but don't let that secret out um but uh yeah set the stick up in the background um but uh yeah definitely um uh excited uh for this season it'll be my uh i believe sixth with the program and fifth as the head coach um kind of had a tumultuous start um the last half decade or decade with male lacrosse we've had uh before i got there there was five coaches in five years um new head coaches um so it was hard to kind of build stuff but um this group of seniors i've been coaching most of them since they were seventh or eighth graders um so really excited to get after it this fall and i think like about 50 days or so so that'll be awesome yeah no so that you've actually been there longer than than i thought um you know i think 
you know, we'll, we'll let you kind of talk about your program and, and some of the players and, and some of the guys that, you know, are key contributors or, and, and just your general thoughts of section one. Um, but I, I want to talk quickly about like the state of lacrosse in Rochester in general. I think it's, so I, I was naive to the whole Rochester lacrosse scene. You know, then I, I took the Farmington job last year and, you guys came to us, but we went down to Century, um, and I'm like, okay, so there's two high school teams down there playing. Uh, the girls have th- three teams, right? They all, yeah, yeah. So I think after the COVID year, um, John Marshall uh, joined with Century, um, so that went from three to two, um, and that has been the way that way the last two years. I don't know if that's going to continue in the spring of this year. I think a lot of it depends on numbers for Century and Mayo, who kind of gets that team. Um, but uh, but yeah, we had three. Um, I mean, kind of to to set the scene in Rochester, we didn't get varsity lacrosse until twenty or two thousand nine. Um, so that was my sophomore year of high school. Graduated in twenty eleven. And um, we had uh, three teams at that point. Um, Mayo actually was was pretty solid. I, I felt when I was in high school, um, you know, we went to Prior Lake when I was a junior and a senior competed. Um, you know, we were um, playing Rosemonts. We were beating White Bear Lake my senior year, who ended up taking third in state. Um, mm-hmm. So we had a bunch of really good guys my senior year. We had, I think, 18 seniors um, and we had all played together from at least ninth grade on. Um, so that was awesome. And then I graduated in 2011, um, still had the three teams. And then in 2013, my little brother actually was a junior and Mayo went to state. We were the first out state team to make the state tournament. Um, that's sort of been ruined now by Moorhead, uh, consecutive years in Chisago lakes, but all the respect to those guys. Um, one of my buddies coaches at Moorhead, uh, Dealstra. shout out to you guys. You guys are doing a lot of great stuff up there. Um, but 2013, yeah, we went to state, we, uh, lost a tough game to Eden Prairie and then we beat Blake and then we lost to Orono, I believe, um, something I'll forever be jealous of. That was the only thing I wanted to do when I played high school lacrosse was go to state. Um, but my entire high school career, there was only four sections. So we had to get through, um, Lakeville South and North who we did beat, um, most of the time. Um, we had to get through the prior lakes. We had to get through Burnsville, um, I believe Eastview might've been in that section. I don't remember, but Rosemont. So um, kind of a tough battle um, when I was in high school, but uh, 2013, the boys did it, um, did us proud. And then that's kind of where we sort of started to go downhill. So they had a a bunch of seniors on that team. Again, they all graduated, a bunch of them played college. And now, um, you know, we are trying to sort of uh, get back to the glory days, so to speak of when I was in high school and my brother was in high school, but we've got at least a dozen seniors this year. Um, so that'll be awesome. But yeah, it's been a really weird scene down in Rochester. And then even to make it more weird, um, we have one youth lacrosse organization uh, up until about two years ago. Um, we had a gentleman create his own um, lacrosse organization and kind of stole all of the U14 kids. Um, and they kind of did their own thing. So it's been this really weird dynamic. Numbers have been down you know, since the, the pandemic. I think I had 45 kids in my program in 2019 pandemic hits. Now I have about 30 to 35. Um, so it's been a weird time in Rochester, but you know, we're doing the best we can. And, and uh, I guess that's kind of the, uh, you know, two minute rundown on, uh, you know, Rochester lacrosse scene. You've got 30 at your high school or youth? 
Uh, 30 at my high school. Yeah. Okay. And then you're yeah. splitting up right now. You guys are splitting up to two high schools. Yeah. Two high schools. So Mayo has traditionally been on our own and then JM and century have played together. Okay. And then what got weird with, uh, with, with, with the youth, like, has it always been weird or did just, it recently just got weird. It recently got weird. So, okay. um, okay. during the COVID year, our board, which I was on, um, voted to, only have in-state tournaments or games during the 2020 season. Um, we just felt that was the safest option. You know, Minnesota was following their protocols and everything. Um, so as a board, we voted just to have tournaments uh, and games in Minnesota. Um, one of the uh, parents uh, decided that they wanted to take a team to Wisconsin, and he was also a board member. Um, so he took the team to Wisconsin, got jerseys from the storage unit that we have. They said Rochester on them. Pictures get posted on Facebook. Other parents come to the board and go, well, my kid didn't get to play in another state. Why are they getting to play into another state? And then they're like, oh, well, it's, you know, one of the board members. And so it kind of got a little tense for a while. We actually ended up, um, deciding to remove that person from the board. Um, and then that's when they started their own youth across um, organization. So they were a U14 team. Um, those kids, from what I understand now, are all JV or high school players. Um, so I don't know if that league will or that team will continue. Um, but that was sort of the the interesting scenario that we had a few years ago. Hey, coach lacrosse, they said it'd be fun. They said, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're kind of in a weird spot too, right? Like there's not a ton of people that know anything about lacrosse down here. So anytime you do get somebody who wants to do it, you're really excited about it and you kind of let them do maybe a little bit more, um, you know, than you would maybe allow. Um, and you know, they just kind of took advantage of that and, and, uh, now we're here. So, um, we're trying to clean it up. We do a, um, uh, we call it lax jam in Rochester. Uh, it's actually February 18th and 19th at our dome. Um, we put on a free youth clinic. We have sticks for everybody. Um, uh, they get a t-shirt. I'm just trying to grow the game and everything. So we always have, uh, I've been there every year that they've done it. And then, uh, I have my boys show up and, and, uh, everything. So that we're, we're, we're doing what we can, Love um, it. you know, for a town of 115,000 people, I wish we had more people playing the cross, but you know, uh, we'll get there hopefully eventually again. What do you think will be the next step to, you know, cause yeah, like you said, Rochester isn't small. You know, what's what's that next step for you guys? You know, yeah. um, it sounds like you got, you know, you're doing what you can and you're doing mm -hmm. the right things to grow the game. Um, you know, what what what's it gonna take to, you know, maybe take that next step? Because I th yeah. I think you guys are there. What I hear from Ted, what I hear from Mitch, the right things are starting to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, excited for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing that we need right now is to somehow tap into the diversity of Rochester. Um, there are a lot of students that are on uh, free or reduced lunches that don't play sports, or if they do play sports, you know, they're playing, you know, the soccer, the basketball, track and field, the, the sort of you know, the sports that are a little bit easier uh, to get into. Um, so if we can try to figure that out somehow, um, I know uh, once this group graduates, um, hopefully we're going to try to do a gear drive, um, try to get some equipment for kids. Um, we have, you know, helmets that the school um, can uh, provide for the players, which is probably one of the biggest investments. Um, after that, you can kind of, you know, get into get into things pretty cheaply, but that's really going to be our biggest thing. I mean, I think the school has, you know, upwards of a thousand to 1200 kids. And I only have 30 on my program. Uh, we just got to figure out and uh, keep working on on getting those uh, kids, uh, you know, that aren't sort of your traditional lacrosse uh, background, so to speak. 
Love it. Love it. Hey, before we dive into section one, you know, just wanted, you know, one final question for you. Um, you know, sounds like you're about my age. You, uh, you know, played at Rochester. Um, did you play anywhere after high school or what were you doing after high school? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after high school, I ended up playing at NDSU. Um, so went there for a few years, um, was a, um, kind of a Louis Clifton. Yeah. Louie. I love Louie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, 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 for sure. Love Louis. He, we were in the same grade. Love it. Um, love it. Yeah. So I uh, went there for a couple of years, my freshman year. Um, we had a lot of good players. Um, the uh, Stillwater head coach, uh, Peter Flock, um, he was an attackman. The Egan assistant coach, Kyle Sturgeon, he was an attackman. And then we had uh, uh, Ben Alberts was another attackman. That was a position I played. He was a Woodbury guy, Mr. Lacrosse finalist, an unreal player. Um, and I kind of rolled the bench for most of the regular season and then uh, into the section or not sections conference tournament. I got into the starting role um, and kind of did well there. And then we made it to the national tournament. We actually won our first game ever at the national tournament in 2012 uh, beat Briarcliff University, which I understand, I believe, is a Long Island school. So it felt good to beat the Long Island boys um, Won in overtime, had four goals in that first game. So that was a really exciting moment. Um, to kind of break through as a freshman, but yeah, played there, did that for a bit, had to give it up at the end uh, for life, you know, got to, had to get a job and, and, and do all that stuff, but really enjoyed my time there. I know, uh, yeah, shout out to coach Bosch, uh, just stepped down uh, from NDSU, but they're in good hands. Uh, one of my assistants, uh, one of the assistants, when I played Matthew Melky, a uh, Melkor, um, we call him Melky coach Melky. He uh, is, uh, is taking over. So um, they're going to be doing big things up in Fargo and uh, yeah. So played there and, and uh, yeah, came back to Rochester. My younger brother was an assistant coach on the team, um, moved back and, you know, didn't have anything to do in the in the uh, spring. And I was like, well, I love across. Let me go help out assistant for one year. And then the uh, head coach stepped down and I've been head coach ever since. Love it. Love it. Ted, I know you're the the other section one guy. So I'm going to kind of maybe let you unless you want me to lead it. You know, let's dive into section one. Um, I know it's starting to get more parody, more schools are popping up. Um, you know, it's not just the Lake Bills anymore. It's not just the Lake Bills anymore. There's, there's new teams. So, uh, I'll, I'll let you take the lead and I'll pop in where I can. Yeah. Um, before we jump into section one, I just want to say I was coaching at Blake the year that we lost, to uh, Mayo in the state tournament. Nice. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, that team, you know, definitely, I could say from our side, it was like, oh, it's like Rochester Mayo. Like, where's where's even Rochester? Like, we don't even know Rochester. Like, where are these kids coming from? Uh, super gritty bunch, a lot of pride. Uh, I remember your goalie being extremely yes. good. Um, and you know, I think I think it was a pretty competitive game, but you guys ended up beating Blake. Um, uh, and Blake was was one of the powerhouse teams at that time. So that you know, that was a staple win, uh, for you guys. And so shout out, shout out to that team. You know, I think that's cool. Um, yeah. small that it all kind of connects at the end, but, um, yeah, you know, section one, um, I, you know, we're, I won't beat around the bush. We, we get a lot of, um, you know, a lot of comments about it being a weaker section and, um, you know, like even the best team in the section doesn't the necessarily- chirps today that were coming on Twitter when I said, Hey, doing a deep dive into section one, and I just buried a guy and I said, make it out of your section and then you can say something. No replies. I got no replies. I, I think people were afraid to like it. I got a, I'll say I got a BSM person to like it. And then I think they were afraid 
that people would see that they liked it. So they unliked it, but I got the notification. So uh, before you start chirping section one, make it out of your section. Sorry, I digress. Yeah, no, I mean, and and I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, um, section one teams are out here dominating Minnesota high school lacrosse, but you know, um, nine teams have, you know, have a chance every year to come out of section one and, and represent the section. So, um, you know, I, and like for a while there, it was like Lakeville North and everybody else, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough last year to win, uh, and represent the section. Um, you know, I know South has been in the final a few times, been close. And then Mayo was the other representative, you know, 10 years ago, basically. So, um, that being said, I think section one has probably the most, the most, the most teams that are trending up and getting more participation than any other section. So, uh, probably that bit more, most growing section from a like lacrosse playing and like lacrosse skill wise, um, you know, kind of overview, um, you know, I think just to go over last year's seedings, right? So we had the playoff seedings. We had Farmington at one, Northfield at two, Lakeville North at three, Mankato at four, New Prague at five, Mayo at six, Owatonna seven, Century eight, Lakeville South nine. So we don't need to go, uh, um, Adam, you don't have to go through team by team, but maybe just some of your thoughts on any of the teams that you think. And, you know, I think, Personally, Mitch and myself are kind of like Mayo because we've gotten to know some of the kids. We're like, they have some really solid players. Like they they might be a lot better this year than than people think. Um, but you know, if there's any other teams that you know of that you want to shout out, you know, feel free to kind of give a breakdown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of parity in, in that um uh section. And you know, any given day, I think for the most part, almost anybody can beat anybody. Um, you know, and last year we were seated behind new Prague, um, our game actually against them got canceled. Um, so that would have been an interesting uh, game. And that's a team actually that I'm maybe going to even talk about first from what I know about new Prague and some of the players that they have, that's a team to be on the lookout for. Um, they have a, a really good Fogo, um, some really good, uh, D guys, middies and different things. So that's one team that, you know, fairly new. Um, I believe they kind of just got the shaft. And we're put into the BSM and Chanhassen conference. Um, so it's really tough for them during the regular season. Um, you know, that's probably, I think between them and the South suburban, probably the best conference um, in the uh, the state. Um, but I think new Prague's going to have a really solid team. Uh, Mankato is always really well coached. Those boys um, always are working together as a unit. There's probably the, the, the best team in terms of just teamwork. Um, those guys are going to be solid. Um, you know, we played North in the sections last year. Um, I think they have a kid committed to Rutgers. Um, they have a couple, uh, their Fogo, uh, number three, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's supposed to be pretty solid. He played against us last year, did pretty well. So, you know, North's always going to be well coached. Um, Century will be interesting this year too. They didn't really lose anything. Um, and they're kind of bringing everybody back. They have a, a really good Fogo as well a guy that's actually done a lot of summer stuff with my male boys. Um, I've really kind of, you know, as an attackman, didn't really know anything about face-offs, but uh, since I've been a coach, I really tried to dial in on that part of the game and uh, he's doing a really good job uh, for Sentry. Um, so that's a big game changer. 
but uh yeah i mean the the farmington boys are going to be flying again you know you and mitch uh have a you know done a really good job i mean i remember playing farmington when i was in high school obviously this is a little while ago but i think it was their first or second year we played them for senior night uh my senior year and i got pulled at halftime because we were up by like 15 um and so to see that that come back and those guys grind and work hard you know especially as of late you know i think you know you guys are, are going to be a, a very strong team to deal with but you know, to toot our own horn a little bit here at Mayo, you know, I, I've said it before, but we've got over a dozen seniors. I've been coaching them all for five years. They finally all hit growth spurts and hit the weight room. Um, so they are, I mean, they look like men now. Um, and uh, they were all shorter than me and I'm not very tall, five, eight. Every single one of these guys is right around six foot now, just athletic, mean, um, ready to go out and take down the world. Um, we've had a lot of injuries at Mayo. Um, so a, a couple of players that haven't really gotten the, uh, the respect maybe, or, or the highlight that they deserve. Um, but Cade Snyder, he's, uh, an LSM for us. He played uh, for Titan. That kid is a wizard with the stick. He comes out with ground balls in scrums that I don't even know how he got, um, really athletic, broke his wrist two years in a row, missed pretty much every year. And then his freshman year was COVID. So, I mean, he's only really played maybe six games for me. Um, played for true in the summer. So really excited about him. Uh, my top player who I'm going to, you know, kind of put up right, right away too. Um, that should be looking for an all state mention is Reese Ackerman. Um, my best player um, committed to division three Oberlin in Ohio. Um, really tough conference that those guys are in. Um, Reese was first team all section last year. I think the other two attackmen both graduated Zach Berg um, from Farmington. And I think the other one was a North kid, but I don't remember, or might've been your other attackman at Farmington. Um, but Reese is probably the the hardest working, most coachable. Um, I mean, if, if you could draw up a perfect, you know, lacrosse player that any coach would want, it's Reese. Uh, he can shoot lefty and righty, um, you know, super, um, super well, um, picks corners can dodge in anybody. So really excited about him. And then, um, my Fogo, uh, Tor Pappenfuss is uncommitted if anybody uh, is out there, but, uh, was a running back and a linebacker for the football team. Um, never took faceoffs until, uh, going into the summer of his freshman year after COVID we played in the champions of summer. Our Fogo graduated. Um, I really worked with him the last four years. Um, he does really well. He was uh, honorable mention all section. All of the guys ahead of him graduated. You know, we all know uh, Ty, uh, Tyler Kleckel, and um, I think the other one was a South kid. Um, they both graduated. So expecting big things out of him. But yeah, I mean, hopefully we can put the pieces together. I've, you know, built a pretty amazing coaching staff. Um, and I think that um, in, in section one, they're probably some of the best out there. No offense to everybody else. Um, but I found them through the Mayo Clinic, you know, who would have guessed? Uh, but one of them was an All-American, played at Harvard, um, played in the all Under Armour All-American game, attackman, midfielder. Uh, I've got another uh, goalie coach that was uh, played at LeMoyne, played in the national championship for LeMoyne. Um, did really well, done a really good job with all of my goalies, uh, found him through the Mayo Clinic. And then my last one played for uh, Wilton High School in Connecticut. They're a top premier uh, team out in Connecticut. I think they've won like 19 state championships, including his senior year. So really grateful for Eric, Sebastian and Carl um, to be on the ride here with me. But, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited to get the boys going. We've done more in this offseason than ever before. Um, so I'm really excited to see what it looks like come uh, April. 
Yeah, that's cool. I actually didn't even know about about your staff. I mean, that just even adds to it. Um, so just curious about that. You you just like, are they just working for the Mayo Clinic and they got transferred here, and then it happened to be they were like lacrosse guys, and and you were able to pick them up. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah, basically, yeah. One of them, Carl, his wife is um, a surgeon resident at Mayo. Um, he came out to, we play box in the summers every Sunday down in Rochester for free. We built the rink. I've put netting up. I've put, you know, boards up the whole thing, spray paint the field. Um, we had box nets built by the local community college. They welded them for us. Um, he just showed up one time. I don't even know who told him about it. Um, and literally I walked out on the field, saw he had a Harvard logo on. And I was like, do you want to coach? Um, can we get you at the high school program? Um, and I, I actually think I stole him from the youth, but, uh, I think uh, he's doing uh, you know well with me. The other two were just like a parent knew um, or worked with them at the clinic and just kind of lacrosse somehow came up organically. They're talking about their kids or something. And they said, yeah, hey, you know, I, you know, my kid plays lacrosse at Mayo and and so on and so forth. And then literally it was just, hey, here's, you know, Coach Adams phone number and uh, the rest is history. So I've been very blessed uh, with all of those guys. Sweet. I don't know what I love more. I don't know if I love that story more or your face off guy's last name. Pappenfuss. Yeah. That is a awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think every announcer gets for fame with that last name. Yeah. Yeah. Nomination yeah. for the all name team at the yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Sure. Yeah. Another section one uh, player. Well, I'll just say players because there's a hundred of them. Piscatello's always make. Oh, yeah. yeah. Name team because it's just. Um, I, I, there's, Great name. there's been, there's three currently on the team and there was another one like a few years ago anyway. Uh, but yeah, all name team. Um, and you know, speaking of him and Reese and, uh, Cade, just guys that love lacrosse, it mm -hmm. seems like they just are, they like, they just love being on the field and playing lacrosse practice games, championship games, meaningless games, exhibition games. It doesn't matter they love being on the field. That's a vibe I get from them. And I, I assume that, you know, that whole group of them is probably like that. They just love lacrosse and um, love doing it together. Uh, I love that you had nets welded by the local community college. That's, that's incredible. Hey Mac, are you dying yeah. right now at that story? So that, that reminds me, uh, this was last night, Ted. Um, a lot of the prior Lake kids take welding oh. in high school now. So I asked, I was like, Boys, when you get to welding, like, I don't know if it's welding two, welding three, welding two. When you get to the right welding class and you can build me a offset smoker, we <laughs> need to, we need to have a, we need to have a real discussion. We need, I'll, I'll, I'll buy the materials needed. We need to, we'll put the game plan. That's a big lab. Fee, I'll, actually. I'll do, let's have a, let's have a, let's have a man to man talk and, and what needs to happen. Because if, if one of you, one of you young men can build me an offset smoker that's not a mill scale like six thousand dollar deal let's talk so that we were talking about that at training last night actually that's awesome um, yeah no um wow i mean yeah mayo um yeah i mean i'm glad you, you you're tooting your own horn that's you know part of the advantage of um you know being on the podcast and doing this with us we appreciate you being on um and and a lot of the names that you threw out there were were ones that that I had on my list. Um, I think, you know, I, we kind of went with the girl side. We kind of did the top four from like last year. Um, we kind of keep that same format. But uh, Mankato was is one that 
Um, they were four last year. I, I love the way they play too. And like you said, Jamie has done a really good job down there of building with being resourceful. You know, maybe they don't have as many players, uh, but, you know, been able to uh, build with what he's had. Um, you know, I think for me, the favorite, you know, as much as I hate to say it of section one right now is, um, is Lakeville North. I think yeah. they, they just last year, they hit, were hit by the injury bug and they were very young. They like literally got everybody back in, in, of significance that, that I can look at. Um, and so it would be hard for me to say that they're not, they're not the favorite on paper. Um, you know, but I think, yeah, I think the Rochesters are, are right there. I think they're going to be better this year. Um, it sounded like, like you had some injury issues last year. It was kind of one after another and just didn't have, you were not at full strength at the end of the year. And I think century kind of had the same thing as well. Um, outside looking into this section, cause I'm not a section one representative. I've got no, uh, what do they say? I got, I got no, uh, I don't know what they, what, 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 what? No I got horse. no horse in the race. There you go. Sorry. I couldn't come up with an analogy on the spot here. Um, two teams, two teams kind of pop out and, and one, um, at least the down the alley people here, Ted's going to know, you know, Northfield, they're my, they're my, uh, they're my dark horse. They're my Cinderella story pick, uh, this year. Um, you know, what, what, what are you guys seeing with, with Northfield? But as I take a peek here at last year's section, um, and this is another team that I don't believe has been mentioned, should I be taking a closer look at Oatana? Do do we know what they graduated? They only lost by one goal uh, to Northfield, uh, who beat Lakeville North to then you know lose to to Farmington at the end. But um, you know Northfield's my my Cinderella story pick, but Oatana, a seven seed last year, only lost by one goal to Northfield, the two seed. Um, should I be taking a closer look at Owatonna? Just a couple thoughts outside yeah. looking in. Yeah, great questions. Um, uh, Northfield, um, you know, to start off, Jeff Wright uh, was the Lakeville North coach forever, uh, moved to Northfield. Uh, he recruited me and coached me at NDSU. So big fan of Jeff. We talk all the time um, during the season, but they lost pretty much everything. Um, they graduated the all section goalie. They graduated. Oh, that's who the other attackman was. The, uh, Spencer clots. He graduated from Northfield. He was the leading scorer in the section. Um, he's gone. Um, there are two other, one other starting attackman is gone. They lost their top two scoring midfielders and, and a couple of defenders, but they always can put it together. It doesn't matter you know, who leaves, who's gone, um, but it's going to be a lot different for them because Spencer Klotz was a game breaker, um, You know, huge player. He's, I think, supposed to play Division One hockey now, just an athlete. Um, Owatonna um, always used to have our number. They've always had a good youth program. I know they've got a good like ninth and 10th grade class coming up. Um, I coached them one summer for true, um, but they lost, I think probably, I don't know if he was all state honorable mention, but he was first team all section Preston Meyer um, absolute freak athlete um, scored every goal for them pretty much. And he is graduated and then they lost their starting LSM and D. Um, so they got a lot of shoes and goals to fill. Um, you know, they can definitely do it. They're always well coached. Scott Sakura does a great job with those boys. Um, they're always ready to go. Um, and they, um, uh, they will be a, a challenge. They always are, but, um, 
yeah, they lost a lot. I mean, Preston Meyer was their team. So, you know, both great teams. I think they graduated a lot, um, which is going to be interesting to see how they can sort of reload um, with, with some of those major names gone. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I echo a lot of the, the same thing and my notes I had on both just about graduation. Um, one thing. So um, there's a, a guy, Jack Strom. Um, he, he's a senior at Oatana. He was one of their, one of their top three scorers, but it was like Meyer was definitely like kind of the outlier. And then they had some other guys. Um, Coach Nick at Oatana gave me um, a name, Mark Spurgeon on defense. Supposedly he's, he's really good. But um, one thing to note about Oatana, both goalies were seniors last year. Mm -hmm. So uh, it sounds like they got that U14 group maybe coming in. So we might be seeing a freshman or an eighth grade goalie playing at Oatana who knows um you know what's going to happen there uh and kind of going back to Pmax um comment about that Oatana Northfield game that was one of the best games i think i watched all year it was the game was at like 5 o'clock and we had our section semi or quarter game at like 7:30 that night so i was in the locker room on my phone watching the Northfield Oatana game Cause they do like a live stream. Northfield does a live stream and they have like two local guys that commentate and it's, and they do a great job. Um, and it was just back and forth. And I think, I think Owatonna caught Northfield off guard a little bit um, and just played. They just gave them a full 48 minutes and, and Northfield obviously ended up winning, but um, yeah, I think, you know, Northfield also losing their best goal like like far and away goal scorer as well um they do have a couple guys back that had points last year their um their goalie that's gonna replace their all section goalie is very good um seeing him firsthand um and like you said i think they just always seem to put the right people in the right places to be to be a team that um can make a run and and just they're not an easy out um yeah, and and um, I think uh, Matt Debuse is the other one of note here for Northfield. A midi, I think he's a senior this year and was like number two or number three on their scoring, but um, lost pretty much everything else. I think I think he graduated because he played for True. I I could be wrong, but I thought when I coached for True, he was on one of my seniors teams. But I might be wrong there, especially if you're looking at a roster. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I thought it said he was an eleventh grader last year, so he was. He'll be a senior this year. But what team? Um, Northfield. Yeah. Um, as PMAC looks that up, I think obviously Farmington. I don't want to sit here and talk about Farmington the whole time as a Farmington coach. Um, but something senior this year. Debuse. Okay. All right, I was wrong then. Senior this year. Yeah. Um, I think with Farmington, the big question mark that everybody's saying is, you know, losing Tyler, um, arguably one of the best players in the state, you know, and and played a very important position at faceoffs, which three way midi for you. Three way midi. Um, not only like on the field skills, but he was a man on a mission last year. Um, there was a that group of seniors last year just had a goal to make it to state and be the first Farmington team that went to state. And he 
not only was our best player, but he was our hardest worker and just said, I am not going to let anything less happen than us going to state and, and just put the team on his back. So losing that, it, it changes the dynamic of the team um, uh, quite a bit. Uh, you know, as an offensive coordinator, I have to rethink the way the philosophy that we might play. Um, knowing that it's not an automatic that we're just going to get the ball back. We can't maybe can't play as high risk as, as we did last year. Um, you know, knowing that we have sort of that backup plan of, all right, if we lose the ball and we get scored on, we'll just get another possession. Um, but you know, to be fair to the Farmington program, there's a lot of contributors last year that were juniors and sophomores that are back. Um, and sure they were maybe overshadowed a little bit by, by the season Tyler had, but, um, all, all, all but one, um, the, the LSM, all but one defensive starter returns. So, um, maybe that's that, huge. That was maybe, and your goalie. Yep. And the goalie. So, um, all three close defensemen and, you know, and a second LSM return, um, and both the short stick D mids. So in a, in a way it's kind of like, that was maybe our Achilles heel last year was defense and just being able to get stops when Tyler wasn't winning faceoffs. Um, you know, I think this year we're going to have to maybe rely on getting stops to get the ball more than just winning every single faceoff. Um, and, but a lot of returning offensive guys who uh, had some production, the big question mark, I think then becomes, you know, can they be the guy versus being a secondary um, you know, second line, you know, if they're going to be on the scouting report now, you know, how do they handle that? Um, and, and, but still a lot of pieces and, and Mitch has done a great job of building the youth and making sure we have lots of athletes and kids coming in every year to, you know, have something to work with, you know, at those younger age levels. So that's a luxury of a big, you know, public school, um, and a big youth program. So, I'll be done talking about Farmington, but feel free to add any additional notes if you want. Yeah. I mean, you know, coach with the, the Titan program uh, in the fall, you guys got a lot of really good players. I, I think, like you said, there's a, uh, you know, a few pretty big shoes to fill, but I think you guys have a lot of players in place to do that. And, you know, the coaching is there and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I think you guys are going to be just as good as you were before. I mean, my goal with Mayo is just to host a section uh, home game. Um, that's our, our, our main focus uh, to get to that point. And then uh, from there, once we get into the sections, you know, take it one game at a time. But um, we haven't hosted, a, I think, a section game in probably since 2013 when we went to state. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think you guys are going to be great. You know, Northfield's always competitive. You know, one thing that's actually kind of a fun fact that uh, kind of gets overlooked is Shattuck St. Mary's is technically in our section, but no they way. never have a team. They, they, I don't think they've had a team since okay. like 2014, okay. which doesn't make sense to me because in my head, that would be the perfect school to do lacrosse. Um, and so I don't know what happened with that, but technically I believe they are in section one. That's very interesting. And I, that, that, that opens up a can of worms. I, I have like the Shattuck vision, um, and the Shattuck idea. Um, but that, that, that'll take up another two hours. That could be its yeah. own, uh, that could have, that could be its own episode. So I won't even dive down that bait that you just threw. We'll invite you back and we, we can talk about Shattuck another time. Um, well, let's just jump into rankings here. Is it a consensus number one, yeah. Lakeville North? 
Yeah, hundred percent. Number two, probably Farmington. Okay, you're going Farmington. I'm not yeah. going Farmington. Todd, I'm going to go Farmington. I'm going Northfield. Three. I think this is where it gets really interesting. Um, I think South season last year was sort of an anomaly. Uh, I believe they won one game, um, then beat Century in the section um, play-in game. Um, so I don't know where to put them. I mean, I think if if two is Farmington, maybe three is Northfield, and then four is Mayo. Okay. So um, so you went Northfield three. Yeah. Okay. Todd always three. Well coached. Y- yeah, I think for preseason, kind of taking into account last year, I'll put Northfield three. Um, I didn't do any preseason rankings. I just had the seeds from last year, um, knowing what. Mayo returns versus what other people don't return. I I, I could go Mayo four. Um, I, I I'm glad you touched on Lakeville South though. Um, I I literally had that same thing in my in my notes of it. I think it was a tough hand they were dealt last year. They their coach stepped away, and then you know right away t- took another job somewhere else. They had a hard time filling that position. Um, and I think Jared has done a great job. Like they, they were the toughest eight seed. I think we would have ever had to play in a quarterfinal game in a section. Um, like I told the boys after that game, like, you know, we ended up winning, but it wasn't, it was close for a while. And it was like, they're not, they're not actually an eight seed. I think they, they just kind of walked in and said, we didn't win a game this year. We'll be the nine. Um, but then they just dismantled Century in in that first play in game, twenty one um, to six. And so, um, one of their guys, Grant Maiden, one of their middies, he's a really good player. Um, they do have some talent there. I don't know really where to put them because you know that they, they play in a tough conference. Um, and so their record might not always indicate where they're at. Um, but I would, I agree, could- I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I could see them being a five or six this year. Maybe even a four. No offense to Mayo. <laughs> no, yeah, no, absolutely. No, I I think, you know, they're going to be a very interesting team. They lost a few good pieces, but they're returning uh, a bunch of really important players. Um, I think you can put them anywhere. And, you know, kind of going back to what you said, too, is, you know, they're playing that tough conference. I mean, if you look at the section seedings, I mean, they are coming in and Lakeville North are almost usually coming in every year with a losing record and getting the first or second seed. Um, so it's always been a unique situation um, in our section. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you could put them anywhere between four and six and make an argument for all of those spots. Um, I, uh, I, again, not to like no shit against South. I personally, you know, in that range, um, I like Mankato. Yeah. Um, I think Mankato, we, we saw them at down the alley cup. I like the energy they bring. They just brought a squad. And I don't even think they brought a coach with them. I think I Correct. went and, and stood by them and I was like, what's up boys? Like, like they're buzzing. They didn't need any, they didn't need a coach. Uh, I think they, whoever their captain was that was working with Ted to come on up. Um, he was kind of leading, leading the crew. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just a fan of what's going on in Mankato. Um, uh, so therefore, I'm 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 kind of rooting for them. You know, New Prague's gonna be in the mix. Um, I but I I feel like I don't know. 
Owatonna, I've got a feeling. So I'm going to put a couple of those teams in front of South. Again, no shade to South. Uh, I, I love that that coach, what's his name, Jared? Jared Knowlton, yep. I, I love that he's sticking around. He wasn't a one and done. Um, you know, I, I, I again, a, a city like Lakeville, um, you know, they've got the 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 bones to have a good program, um, you know, to do good things there. Uh, Jared, if he sticks around, I, I believe he could build a nice program there. So, um, you know, I, I hope for the long run that, you know, he's sticking around and, and, and doing good things there. Yeah. Um, so where we said Lakeville North, Farmington slash Northfield at the two, Farmington slash Northfield at the three, Mayo slash Mankato at the four, um, and then five through nine could really be wide open. I think it's wide open. Anything's game. Slash, uh, slash, slash, just yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> in one line, just slash. And, and again, that kind of brings me back to, I know that, there's the there's the narrative of section one being a weaker section, but I think it's one of the more exciting sections because like a lot of these teams could could, could win. You know, it's it's um and it's only on paper that Lakeville North is the one. Like Lakeville North wasn't the one last year. So on paper, sure, into the season. They're the one that could change. So yeah, I think this section's wide open. I think it's going to be exciting. I think anything can happen. And I love the parody that's going on here. So people that, again, outside looking at people that chirp section one, screw you, screw yeah. you. <laughs> um, You know, uh, uh, one other cool thing about section one is aside from Lakeville. So Lakeville, North and South Farmington, they're in the South suburban New Prague is in the um, Metro West, but everybody else is in the Big Nine, correct? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Uh, and what I like, we talked about this on the girls' side a little bit too. The Big Nine does something cool where, uh, you know, they play each other twice in the season. You play two two conference games, uh, and so there gets to be a lot of information about, you know, where seating is based because you actually get to play each other. Um, you know, and it's like there's actual like real objective information about, hey, like you beat this team, they beat you, whatever, um, which is kind of cool um, that, you know, you could potentially have a game a third time with a with a team in a playoff game. And it it definitely riles up the atmosphere a little bit. Um, a couple players that I have from section one to watch and, and Adam, feel free to add. Um, I had Cade Snyder, who you mentioned at Mayo. Um, absolutely amazing athlete and stick work out. He was listed as an LSM. I don't know if he plays close for you as well, um, but definitely a poll. Um, Tate Rosnaco at Farmington. Uh, he's going to go play division two lacrosse. Um, he's had a, a couple bad injuries to his ankles. Um, and so he's had a couple of seasons cut short, but um, you know, he's, He's one of our top players that, you know, hopefully will get a full season in, under his belt this year. Uh, Quinn Power, the faceoff guy at Lakeville North. He's going to be a problem. Problem. Another player that um, elite level player battled an injury last year. Um, he played, broke his arm or broke his wrist, played midi. D mid, maybe some O mid, but couldn't take face off. So like they didn't really get to utilize him to his strengths. 
uh, Grant Maiden at Lakeville South, another going division two, um, really good goal scoring midi, probably their go-to guy now this year. Um, he was last year, but, um, probably even more so because a couple of their guys graduated, uh, Zach Jacobson, another one that you mentioned, um, at Rochester century takes a lot of their face-offs. I think he was like 73% last year, um, and tore as well on at Mayo around the 70 something percent range. So, um, another good face-off guy, Matthew debuts at Northfield, um, pretty much their one big score that's returning. So he's probably gonna have to carry the load. Uh, Jack Strom at Owatonna new Prague, the faceoff guy, Peter Diaz or Diaz, um, also in the 70% faceoff last year and doing it against the Metro West team. So, and only a sophomore this year. So he's doing it last year as a freshman, um, so he's probably someone to walk, watch out for. And then Jeez. Um, Andrew Sorbo at, at Mankato is again, one of their top point producers that's returning this year. They did lose a handful of good seniors though. So, um, well, that'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how, how they replace some of their scoring. Um, Adam, any other guys off the top of your head that you think should be shouted out? Yeah. I'll go back to Reese Ackerman. Um, kid, uh, freshman year, obviously, uh, COVID wiped that out in 2020 sophomore year, bloke is clavicle, never played a game for us. Junior year comes in. I think he had close to 70 points, um, and, uh, committed D two, um, plays attack midi wherever we need him. Um, he's going to, uh, sorry, division three, but he's going to be a, a problem again. He's really hit the weight room, um, doing a, a really good job. I think if you want to throw another century player out there, um, kind of under the radar, played a little bit for us for Titan, but uh, Owen Hemmingson, attack guy, really smooth, great uh, feeder, um, you know, a, a big problem uh, from X. Um, and then, you know, if I had to throw another name out there um, from my time with the uh, the uh, Titan boys, um, Jack Rosa. Um, I think midi attack can do a little bit of everything. He's slippery. Um, just, oh, so slippery and just silky mitts. Um, the kid can, uh, can handle the ball. Um, and, uh, I think that's another really good player. And then, um, if I had to throw another one out, just trying to think back to some of the games we played and who left and who didn't leave. Um, I don't remember the kid's name, uh, from Lakeville North, the, the he's going to Rutgers, um, I believe Winship? he's a, yeah, that, that one, uh, problem. he was, he's going to be a yeah. problem. Yes, absolutely. So uh, that's another player I think to look out for. So, you know, I think we've got a lot of high end talent. Um, it's going to be great to see how things shake out. Um, you know, I tried to schedule a pretty tough uh, schedule this year, trying to get all over the, uh, the cities can kind of get my guys some exposures that I think deserve it. So, you know, we're playing, you know, YZ, St. Michael Albertville, um, Farmington got new Prague in there. Um, and then, uh, you know, the rest of our section and conference, rest of our conference. So I think those are the names that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, you know, another, I think maybe dark horse for me, um, Liam Smith, um, lefty sniper missed, uh, a bunch of games last year for illnesses or injuries. Um, but he is, I mean, one of the fastest kids I've ever had. Um, and he just absolutely just picks corners. Like it's nobody's business. You know, we've been playing in the homegrown winter league and I know that's, you know, not always the, the full squad or strength of, of the other teams, but I mean, he is just absolutely just lighting goalies up. Um, so really excited uh, to get him back out there again and, and hopefully, you know, play some more games for us. Great. 
All right. I've got three as we kind of end and, and, and dive out of this, you know, the deep dive of the section, uh, get back to you coach. Um, and, 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 and first your squad, um, just to, you know, learn more about your program, you know, you know, maybe what, what you're building there, what's going on. Um, is there any like big storylines or, or, or big traditions, um, you know, or, you know, big things that kind of, you know, maybe behind the scenes that, you know, maybe the average fan wouldn't know, but, but would be good to know as, as a, as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of talked a little bit earlier, um, you know, we've got a bunch of these seniors. Um, so we're actually, <laughs> this is kind of funny. We're trying to figure out how to do senior night. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to introduce 15 people during a 10 minute halftime and not get a delay a game, uh, when you start back up. Um, so that'll be kind of an interesting storyline. Um, but I think a really unique thing in Rochester sports in general, not even just the cross, um, from what I understand, most city schools, every sport has their own booster club. Um, and that is not a thing in Rochester. Um, interesting. So they have like a, we have like a Mayo booster club. And then uh, my first year as head coach, we did start our own Rochester Mayo booster club for lacrosse and century has one uh, as well. Is that because there's so much money from the hospital that you guys get to have access to or. So surprisingly we almost get like no money. So the, our school district is really weird because like if I were to charge admission to a sporting event for a Rochester school, it doesn't go to my program directly. It gets distributed to the Rochester public schools as a whole. So it gets put into a pot. And then at the end of the year, all the ticket admission sales get divided between everybody. So we're in a really weird situation um, with that, as well as just like facilities. Like we have the only turf field. Um, you know, I don't know why the other schools don't have anything like that yet. There's just a lot of, you know, weird things being part of this like multi high school school district um, that they do a lot of things uh, a lot differently. Um and we just don't have indoor facilities that are really accessible. I mean, we have the high school gym, but you know, our season this year starts during the Rochester school uh, district spring break. Um, so we battle that every year at prayer. Like uh, I, yeah. I, I dare you, I dare you to text Casey Mathune about it and ask him what his thoughts are. Cause that will just, that'll start a world war four with him. Yeah. And interestingly Continue. enough, Sorry. that's always how it was. And I played, but the last five years we haven't, we've always started after. Um, so, but yeah, that's what kind of a weird thing, but I think interesting storyline is, you know, back and I'll kind of talk about it a little bit again, but you know, the glory days of mail across when they were going to state and being real competitive, we were playing year round. Um, and we have been doing that now for the last, you know, year and a half, two years. Um, we, we practice all summer during the, uh, the window that we're allowed. Um, the boys have been lifting with the football coach, uh, this entire off season. Um, if, if you know anything about section one or, or male, uh, Rochester sports, our football team has just been absolutely dominating as of late. They've gone to state two years in a row, lost a heartbreaker to Mankato West at prior Lake high school. Um, but they've been lifting with those guys, um, doing a really good job. And then we're playing in this homegrown league again. And I think we're going to really hit the ground running. Um, you know, I'm also trying to host, and this is kind of a, a, you know, a plug, but I'm trying to host, um, you know, on our turf field. We also have a side practice grass field, um, preseason scrimmages on uh, April 9th. I believe that's the first Saturday of the season. I have century in already. I've been talking to fielder schools, Simley, um, trying to get four teams to come down. We'll have refs, we'll have a trainer. Um, so if anybody wants to be a part of that, we're happy to host, um, and, and do all of that. But I think just you know, getting the boys together more often is going to be the big thing during COVID 
COVID. Um, you know, we used to do team dinners and, and all of these things. We haven't really done that since COVID. Our school district was kind of really, really telling us to play conservative. Um, we kind of really got the reins loosened up uh, going into last spring uh, and stuff like that. So I think it's gonna be interesting to see how things shake out. But, you know, I'm just excited to get everybody back out there and, and uh, you know, see what we can do and, and put together. Uh, oh, go ahead. One question. So you said, like, so that's great. I'm glad you plugged your scrimmage hosting because we know we have a lot of coaches that listen. Maybe someone wants to make the trip down there. Um, we've talked internally um, about, you know, as we grow into other markets with, with tight, like Titans, Titan and some other places and team 36 and all this, would you be willing to host a tournament, a summer tournament down there? I need a I need a Chester tournament. Chester I tournament. I need it because I your downtown is an electric factory. There's uh, the like coaches will have a fun time after the games. Uh, There's four the, restaurants on our list that are yeah. Down there. It's gonna it's uh, we the we need it. Which restaurants, if you don't mind me asking, slightly off topic? Well, it's the Parasol. We got a gift card. Oh, to gotcha. Parasol. So I think it's that's called Chester's, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. It's and elite. there's a couple others that we we like smoke, right? Or smoke barbecue. Yep. Yeah, that's we them. like yep. looked at this Uh-oh. gift card. Uh-oh. You have my attention. We yeah. pulled it out twice, and we're like, "What's this? What's this? We gotta go. What's this restaurant?" And they were like, "All in Rochester," and we're like, "Well." Yeah, it's just not a place that I make it down to. Like, I, why not have a tournament there? It's better than like, let's have it. If we're going to go to Chicago once a year, let's go to Rochester once a year. It's a lot easier to get Rochester than Chicago. Agreed. Yeah. You know, that's something that we were soccer tournaments. I'm sure I played soccer there every week when I played soccer. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, that's really our biggest issue is facilities for the youth. Um, So um, back in like 2015, we had a bid in to buy some property um, in Rochester, and we're going to turn it into a lacrosse only facility. Um, And the city came under us and sold it to youth soccer. Um, So they have their 6 millionth field now. Um, And so they actually are really strict about not sharing their facilities. Um, So we're the mafia, the soccer mafia. Yes. And we have like four different soccer organizations in Rochester alone. It's just absurd. Um, And, you know, that's really our biggest handcuff. My brother actually used to work for the Rochester Sports Commission. They're in charge of bringing events and tournaments, you know, youth, adult, high school to the area. And that was something that we had talked about. Um, But we just keep getting handcuffed by facilities. So we have a couple of good soccer facilities, but they don't want to share it. They're worried we're going to tear the field up and all that stuff which is probably true. Um, but um, that's our biggest thing. But yeah, Rochester, I mean, we have a million hotels. Downtown is just filled with hotels because of the Mayo Clinic. You know, it is a good destination to come check out maybe for a weekend. You don't need more than that, to be honest. But uh, um, yeah, like that's Vegas. definitely something. Yeah, something that we definitely want to get into. Uh, it, we're just running into facilities issues. Uh, okay, we'll talk more off the air. But uh, yeah, no, I'm at war with soccer. I declared war last year in 2022. I, I'm 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 willing to keep the flag raised and I'll continue this war on and uh we'll figure out facilities. I'll rip up some fields, we'll do what we have to do. Uh yeah. Ted did sorry to cut you off again. Did you have another question for him? Oh no, that was the that was the on the other question to like just uh plant the seed with him to see if uh we can get a, a tournament down there. Um you know, like a club tournament, if it's just high school guys and, and gals, you know, youth might would be great too, but um yeah, you know, you guys always drive to us, so 
uh, we can come down there for a weekend. For sure. Yeah, that would be awesome. We'll have a Chester down the alley event. Uh, mark my sure. words. We'll make it happen. Uh, second of three questions for you. Um, you, you mentioned you didn't want this to get leaked. I think at right when I started chirping you as you, as you <laughs> came on, it, 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 it sounds like, and it looks like you're, uh, uh, a streamer. What, what are you streaming? What are you doing? What are you talking about? And, yeah. and, and end it with, can you help us set up a stream so I can talk about college across while it's playing and it's not lagging? Um, floor is yours. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, stream on Twitch. Um, not a whole lot as of late, just life got a little crazy, but I have a whole setup. My computer actually, I told Ted this yesterday, my computer didn't turn on yesterday. So I kind of was freaking out because I knew I had this podcast going on. So I got to figure out what's going on with that. Um, you know, a lot of first person shooters, the new COD has been, uh, one of my favorite games. I probably have like a hundred hours into that game since it came out in October. And then the, the big dark horse, uh, game of the year, I think candidate here is Hogwarts legacy. So Harry Potter fans, I know there's you know, some Katie, controversy. Stay, stay in control. Katie, yeah. don't let it loose. I'm not in the gaming world. Like I am so far from the gaming world and I've actually heard this already. Yeah, so the because I am actually... a huge Harry Potter fan, and I've heard, I didn't even know what it was, but I hear there was some sort of game that's kind of going out of out of control. Yeah, so it uh, broke the Twitch concurrent viewership record on Tuesday, and the game doesn't even come out till tonight at eleven o'clock for the masses. Wow. You could pay a little extra early and play on Tuesday. Um, but you know, it's, it, that's an incredible game so far. I've, you know, maybe got five, six hours into it since Tuesday. Um, but it's an open world RPG set a few hundred years before the books. Um, you're a fifth year student that comes into Hogwarts, uh, on a whim and, uh, you create your own character. You got to go to classes, you're learning spells, you're making potions, you're doing the whole nine. Um, I want to get it. Some new I stuff, love that. uh, kind of secret. Is stuff Dumbledore in, in it? Because he's how many years? I, I think it's a few hundred. I haven't run into he's Dumbledore. A few, he's like 109 yeah. by the end of the book. So I wonder if he's like in it. Hey, I always love to now. do prequels hey, you're a gamer now. I mean, I, I might be a gamer now because I love Harry Potter. Like I absolutely am a huge diehard Harry Potter fan. Same. Absolutely same. Yeah. And it's cool. You get sorted. You put the hat on. They ask you a bunch of questions. You get, you pick a, yeah. you know, you get, put it into a, a um, uh, I can't think of the word right now. Uh, a, not a class, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, house. House. There we go. I don't know why I couldn't think of that, but um, yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, really cool. So far comes out 11 o'clock tonight. Technically. I'm going to get um, it. I'm going to stay up till 11 and I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to start now. <laughs> I'm probably going to turn this off and go do that. Um, oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. So we that's watch awesome. them every fall. Yeah. And then uh, I recently got into like uh, video editing and like vlogging and stuff. I have a YouTube channel that I'm just starting to kind of get going on. Um, so we'll see what happens with all of that. I have a lot of uh, things coming up, obviously, with the cross starting soon. But but yeah, I know I've always liked video games, uh, you know, you know, just now kind of have uh, the the means as an adult to kind of do those things more often. And, and, and you know, the equipment that was required to do that. Um, question. And I know this came up on Twitter. And behind the scenes, before it was on Twitter, we were trying to figure it out. And I couldn't figure it out because I'm a, I don't know, I'm not the most tech savvy guy. Is there a good way to set up a, call it Manning cast uh, situation of streaming a lacrosse game with, uh, say, me and Ted 
right there with the fans stream, you know, streaming in and I'm ranting and raving about what's going on and, and Ted's chirping in too. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe you as well, if you want to join in on the, on the Manning cast. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. Um, there is a couple of programs you can use, uh, OBS, um, open broadcasting software. And then, uh, this other one's called slobs Streamlabs open broadcasting software. Um, it's what I use to stream um, okay. on Twitch, but you can uh, capture any open window on your computer, yeah. um, play it, and then you can uh, put in webcams over it. You can have yes. different feeds from different places. You have microphones, all that. So that's how I set up all my Twitch stuff um, through Slobs is what we call it. Again, Streamlabs uh, open broadcasting software. Um, but that's definitely an option. The one thing I would just maybe warn you about, because YouTube's crazy about all this, is if it's a stream from like ESPN, you're probably going to get copyright strikes or DMCA'd um, okay. because it is a you can monetize a YouTube channel and then you're live broadcasting an event that a, another company is putting on. So that would be one yep. thing I'll just be cautious of. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll have to talk more maybe off air or, you know, yeah. I'll have Ted connect or, or, or whatnot. Um, the last question uh, we always end with, with a new guest is, you know, what is your alley? What are you passionate about? Uh, you know, today, you know, maybe it's this month, maybe it's this year, uh, you know, maybe it's a life thing um, on the field, off the field, whatever it might be. Um, you know, what, what, what's your alley? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I watched Mitch's um, podcast last week, so I was kind of prepared for this. Um, the last few months, my alley has been kind of like the boys, the weight room. Um, so I'll kind of uh, dox myself a little bit here. Um, but going into the pandemic, I weighed about 270, 275, um, got down in 2021 to 190 um, and kind of uh, fell off the horse a little bit. But I've been getting back on strong the last four months. Um, so I'm down another like 20, 25 pounds, um, you know, hitting PRs in the gym. Um, you know, really trying to push myself because I want to show the boys, you know, hey, I put in the work. You guys are putting the work. Let's all get better together. Um, so that's something that I've been really focusing on lately. Um, you know, actually got to the, you know, back from the gym just before I got on here. Um, and then the other big thing lacrosse wise, you know, and I talked a little bit a lot about this earlier is getting the game to more people and getting sticks in more people's hands. Um, you know, I, I applied for a grant with the U.S. lacrosse uh, back in 2020 for uh, they have a, a trial lacrosse program. Uh, kids for 40 bucks, I believe, get a stick, a U.S. lacrosse membership and a ball. And then they have like a free, not a free, but you get a clinic with that. And so I actually got that grant approved. The pandemic hit, got put on the back burner, never able to, able to get through to it. Um, so that is something that I'm trying to get done again, because I mean, I think if you're a kid, it's $25 for US lacrosse membership. And then a stick is, you know, for a starter, 40, 50, 60 bucks. So for 35 or $45, you know, you can get all of that and a ball and then a free instructional clinic included with all of it. I mean, that's a pretty great deal. Um, and US lacrosse puts that on. So I'm going to try to get back on the horse with that, but you know, it's, this is such a, a fun sport and a great sport. And, you know, you guys talked about it a little bit with Mitch, but we, we, since COVID, you know, I think all sports maybe even are seeing a really a decline in participation, um, which is a, a bummer. Um, but you know, that's what I'm, I'm really passionate about as of late is, you know, trying to figure out how we can get more kids involved. You know, you can take an athlete and get them to be, you know, a solid varsity demon in one season. It, it doesn't take that much if they're willing to buy in. And actually this is going to be funny. Um, totally forgot about this. I have a tran not a transfer. He's a foreign exchange student from Spain 
Um, never played lacrosse, never heard of it. Um, played football on the uh, team in the fall for the first time ever. He wants to play lacrosse. Um, so he's been coming to our weightlifting and our captain's practices. Um, one of the most athletic kids I've ever seen. I mean, this kid is just a freak in the weight room, um, was a freak on the football field. So I'm really excited for Ruben um, to see what this experiment looks like to show kids, hey, if you're an athlete, you know, we have the coaching and, and the ability to to turn you into, you know, a varsity contributor right away. So um, that'll be an interesting experiment uh, this year for us. Uh, Super. I had four foreign exchange students last year or three from Italy. I had three oh. girls from Italy play and one of them, like they were awesome. One of them ended up playing goalie for us because she didn't oh, nice. really like to run anymore. And then the other two, like one was just like a bulldog and had a lot of experience with soccer. And then the other one was just like, yeah, kind of one of those, like just good at whatever she did, kind of athletic, you know, played MIDI for us, took the draw, like it ended up being so much fun, like to, to and you got them. a couple recipes from them. Did you not? We talked about food a lot. That's for <laughs> nice. sure. And they missed it. They missed their food from home. And I was like, I've never even been to Italy and I miss, I miss your food. Um, but they were super, super fun. No, I yeah. love uh, the program you're talking about coach. Uh, you know, what, how, how does it work? So you obviously applied and, and, and got accepted, you know, obviously you haven't gone through with it yet because of everything, but you know, does, how does that clinic happen? Do you run the clinic? Does us lacrosse bring the clinic here? Um, you know, I I'm interested. I, I haven't heard about yeah. this, so I'm, I'm interested to learn more about it. Yeah. From what I understood with the person I was talking to, there's a representative for our district or section of, of us lacrosse. Um, but we would sort of have the coaching. They would sort of have a, a format or a plan of what you kind of would be doing. And then I don't know if it was like a, as kids registered, they would send us sticks to our youth organization because that's who we technically had gotten the grant through. Um, so I, I believe it was, you know, they'd send a rep here for the day of, you know, we had to provide a facility. We had to provide some coaches, um, but they would get the sticks for us. They would bring these T-shirts to get you the ball, get the kids signed up with the U.S. lacrosse membership. Um, and then we kind of would run it to. So uh, sort of with uh, their plan. Um, so from from the conversations I had, and this was a few years ago, but that's what I recall. Um, it's sort of looking like and working. And there's another grant that I was looking for. They do a stick grants. And that's a thing Paul Rabel has done a lot lately um, with the PLL. They're doing like net grants. He said he wants to put a, a new set of nets in every state. Um, and so, you know, that's the biggest thing for us is, you know, I've mentioned this before is, you know, we just need to get people playing. And, and if it's just because we need to cover, you know, some equipment costs, we'll do whatever we can try to do donations, gear drives, these grant programs um, to try to get sticks into more people's hands. Cause there's, there's too many people in Rochester for us to only have two high schools and, you know, 30, 40 kids in a, in a, in a program. No, I, I, I love the vision. I love the mission. I love what you're doing. Um, and if there's anything we can do, let us know. Um, I, 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 I don't think it, it doesn't take a lot. Like it's, 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 I don't think you're asking for a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hope this is coming off the right way. Like you, th this should be able to take off with what you're asking for what you're getting. If, if, if that makes sense. So, yeah. um, I like, let's go like Rochester. I agree with you. A hundred, a hundred thousand people, hundred thousand plus. Yeah. Like there's, I agree more than 60 people in high school playing lacrosse. Like let's, let's make that happen. So um, whatever we can do um, to, to support um, I I'm here for it. And I, I, I hope whatever you and, and us lacrosse is, you know, doing, I hope it can take off. Cause um, you know, that, that, 
that should be able to happen. Yeah. 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 I'm really excited to see what happens. We're kind of at a, a big tipping point here. You know, I'm really nervous for 2024. You know, like I said, I have, you know, 30, 35 players in my program and about a dozen of them are seniors. So I, I need to be able to figure that out um, before 2024 and, and it becomes a problem because it would be really bad if we got down to one high school team in Rochester and, and the way things have been trending, that's where without any intervention, that's where it's going to be going to be going. Um, question the lifting, you know, what, what are, what are you doing lifting wise? Are you a Olympic lifter? Are you keeping it simple, you know, push ups, sit ups, you know, what, what, what are you doing in the weight room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a program. One of my buddies, um, set me up with a while ago. Um, so kind of like push pole legs, uh, deadlift. So one day's chest and tries. I was today, another day, uh, back and biceps, uh, another day's shoulders, another day's legs. And then I have a deadlift day. Um, so yesterday was deadlift day. I'm really feeling it today, but, you know, I try to crush myself on the stair stepper or, or the stationary bike. Um, you know, do some, I hate running on a treadmill. I'd rather run outside, um, trying to run a half marathon this year. So that's something I've been working towards, but yeah, really hitting after it with the weights. Um, you know, started learning a little bit more about, you know, like things like progressive overload things in terms that I hadn't heard before, you know, making sure you're tracking your lifts, you know, so you can see how many reps did I do with this weight? Can I improve it for next week? You know, knowing that I have this baseline. So, um, that's a lot of it, you know, you know, you know, taking supplements, um, you know, whey protein, uh, creatine BCAs, um, the whole nine. Um, so, you know, really got into that, uh, since about November, I've uh, been going hard, um, but yeah, you know, lifting and, and, you know, a little bit of cardio, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to, uh, you know, turn it, turn it around here. And, and, uh, I turned 30 in June and I, uh, uh, really want to, uh, you know, really hit 30 in, in, in a, in a stride. I bought a house, you know, a couple of years ago. So I'm doing some adult things. Uh, it, you know, it'd be nice to, to kind of reward myself, um, with sort of a physique that, you know, you, you always sort of dream of or think about. So hopefully by the time I turn 30, you know, we can, uh, be in a pretty good place. Love it. Love it. Coach, I think we've taken up enough of your time and and any listeners that are still sticking with us time. So uh, thanks for coming down the alley. Thanks for sharing your story. Uh, telling us more about your program and doing a deep dive into section one with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. It's been a pleasure. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll see all of you again at some point uh, throughout the year here. But uh, yeah, thanks for bringing me on and, uh, you know, go Spartans. Go yeah, Spartans. Good luck. good luck this spring. Ted, go Thank ahead. You. Sorry. I just said, hey, good luck. Thanks for coming on, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're second game of the year, third game of the year. We're coming to you. So Yeah, first time in five I'm, years. I think I'm going to hit up Chester's after. There you go. Minute chicken. If you go, get the minute chicken. Best thing on the menu. All right. There you go. Minute chicken. Chester's. Write it down, folks. Perfect. Sounds good, guys. And thanks for tuning in to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. Everybody else left. We'll see you next week.